You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott, and today's guest is a registered nurse. She is a mom and a lifestyle blogger. She's recently left a 15-year long-term relationship and is venturing out in the dating scene with eyes wide open. Not sure what to expect. Welcome to the show, Laura. How are you? Good. How are you, Noah? I'm, I'm fantastic. Thank you. So earlier we were, we were talking before the show and just to give a little background on you and just who you are and where you've been, your last relationship, you were widowed in that one. Unfortunately, it was my college sweetheart met when we were 18 years old and you're young, you are, you just completely fall head over heels. And really a lot of times when you're that young, 18 teenager meeting someone, you don't always realize that you're going to spend your life with them. You just think, oh, this is a cute guy. We're going to go on a few dates. And uh, 15 years later, you're like, God, I can't believe we're still doing this. So fast forward 15 years and he was diagnosed with a brain tumor that moved pretty quickly. We had a one, we have at the time he was one, he's now four and a half, little boy. And it went from a diagnosis, I believe it was about 20 days after the diagnosis that he passed away. So not a lot of time. Just a big shock to everyone. And it was a lot to digest for me at that time. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. And the having to deal with it so quickly is also just a, a probably a big shock. I think there's something about it. There, you never have enough time once you, and having that time really cut that short. I think it was must have been tough. But yeah, I guess there's also something to be said about having it in quickly is a little less painful for the long run. So... Yeah, there's there's no right or wrong answer. It's so many pros and cons to that. But I will say that the good thing is that we knew and we did have some time to have some conversations that maybe we wouldn't have had before. Yeah, yeah. Let's now, as we're we're moving on to this next chapter in your life, which you're out in the dating world and you're venturing out into this into this jungle of modern dating in 2020. A lot's changed since high school. Yes. No more MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. So tell everyone just a little bit of a background on you as a person and just the girl that you are as you're starting to date and, and go out there. And what are you putting on your dating profiles? So it's funny that you say that because I just did a blog post not too long ago over the summer. And I talked about, it was my one year date anniversary, and I did an entire blog post on if you're dating after not having dated for a long time. I'm gonna tackle dating after loss because that's like a whole nother can of worms. But just even dating after being out of the dating scene for a long time, getting on an app, honey, you learn how to read an app real quick. You learn how to read between the lines. Yeah. So then, so then for your, for you, and if we were to just get an introduction to you, what would, how would you describe yourself? So for me, I'm very energetic. I'm very outgoing. I'm pretty friendly. I love to talk. And I found that with dating, especially now 
dating when you're a teenager and dating in your 30s is very different. And I do feel like men now at this age appreciate it a little bit more when the woman is willing to be a little bit more forward and introduce themselves or start the conversation because it does take the pressure off of them. And when you know, you're in your 30s, you're less likely to want to get turned down. And when you're in your 20s, it's like a game. When you're in your 20s, it's fun. But when you're in your 30s, it stings a little bit more, I feel like. Yeah. Tell us a story of a time that as you're out there, you're doing this and you had to figure, it out, figure that out the hard way. For me, I feel like, I guess I'm going to bring this back to the dating apps and just starting to date. When I first got back out there, I was like, okay, I'm going to get on some of the apps because I really feel like I'm having a hard time. Like people don't come up and approach you. Like when you're out, like they used to, I felt, or everybody's just on the apps. And a lot of my friends and coworkers were like, hey, just get on the apps. It's so much easier. You can meet people there. You can like filter through people. So I'm perfect. Great. Sounds awesome. I get on the apps and there's a whole uh, way to actually talk to people on the apps. I didn't know about getting ghosted or sometimes being, and I felt like when I got ghosted, it was either because I was like overly friendly or people thought that I was not a real person. They thought that I was maybe like a fake account. Uh And I never got that. People would say, send me a picture or let's FaceTime. And I'd be like, why do you want to FaceTime? I just said hello to you. Or like, why do you want a video chat? And then I realized that so many people, a guy explained it to me and said, there's so many fake accounts on here that I want to make sure you are you, that your pictures are your pictures from two weeks ago, not from two years ago. But not knowing that, I shut down because I was saying to myself, these people, they're like ghosting me. I don't understand. I'm being normal. I'm being like friendly. I i didn't want to share my social media because I just felt like that was a little weird. But that's all part of the normal dating scene now. Mm-hmm. So it was a strong, it was a big learning curve when dating before social media and dating after social media. What's common, what's normal, what's not normal. Everything's, everything's out there and acceptable. Yeah, for sure. So you've had experienced the lingo and the, the etiquette behind the apps. And I think people are, you know, you're getting used to people dropping and, and just disappearing and ghosting and, and all of that. So what about when it came to actually meeting up? What was the first oh. experience like? Or it may not, it didn't have to necessarily be the first experience, but let's just say when you are ready to go out and start dating again, what was that like as you're meeting somebody new and and maybe share a story of a time that yeah, that you're just like, we're realizing that this is wonderful. This is incredible. Or it could be the other way around where it was just like a total nightmare. I think what I quickly learned in the whole entire dating in my dataversary was that I was initially dating to date, just dating to get used to the idea of being around another person, just dating to get used to the idea of going out on dates and meeting new people, not really knowing what I was looking for, what I was interested in, or even what I wanted, because I really didn't know. When you find the person that you're with when you're young, you don't even know yourself at that point. So it was all getting to relearn who I was, actually know who I was, know who I am and know what I wanted in a relationship and what I wanted in a person. And I thought at the time that it was, 
I was going to start intentional dating mm. and dating with intention. And I feel like right now that's like a buzzword. You hear people, I don't know if you've heard people saying like, I'm being intentional about the things that I'm putting out there, about the things that I want in a relationship or in a partner. And I realized that the word intention is not the right word because intention is to make a plan or have an aim to something. And what I want to do is be conscious of what that person is bringing into my life. I can't plan someone else's life. We can't even plan our own lives without something happening that we didn't plan for. So for me, it was, I want to be conscious of what I'm looking for in that person. Is that person bringing me joy? Is that bringing is that person bringing me companionship, affection? Are they adding intrinsic value to my life? Mm. Are they making my life better? Um, not just, oh, I'm looking for a checklist of things because... I'm sorry. Do you want to say something? I don't want to well, like... No, I'm just curious. Is like, Was there a moment that, that started that chain of thought in that line of reasoning? Or was it like, because was there like a, you were sipping a, a cocktail, looking over at this, whatever, seventh date in a row in, in a week. And you're like, what, what am I doing here? Yeah. You, know, you don't just get this like epiphany and like, I want to start dating intentionally. I, I think there's... Yeah. There had to like, have been I, a chain of events before this. Yes. Yeah, so the chain of events was that I'm dating... And as I'm dating people, things are happening. Either I'm meeting a guy and we have a strong physical connection and things are going great in that way, but we're lacking in the emotional bond or that emotional connection. But sometimes when you have a strong physical connection, it very much clouds your judgment, Mm -hmm. as we all know. And it's what I call digmatized. But if you're a female, you get cloudy judgment, you can't think straight and you need to be removed from that situation. Or I had a situation where someone was amazing as far as emotional connection. We could talk, we had a lot in common, but there was no spark or that chemistry. And then I tended to stick around in those cases just to be like, maybe I can make something happen or maybe it'll change. And it was like, you have to trust your gut. You have to know you can't continue to um, stay in hopes that a spark will happen. Like I was giving people maybe seven months, eight months of my time. And honestly, I feel like within 90 days, if you want to be with someone, Hmm. everybody doesn't make it to 90 days, but some people can't even make it a week. I think that's also like when the honeymoon phase usually wears off is about 90 days. You start to see the beyond the fabrication that sometimes yeah. people put on a front, right? And say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all this and this. And then you start to, to really see the true them after like about 90 days or so. And you're also no longer clouded or digmatized because you, you've had enough. I love when you say that. <laughs> yeah, but it's the truth. Like you, we are like susceptible to these I don't necessarily want to call them spells, but uh, our brain fires off all of these chemicals and we feel amazing. These endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it can be easy to paint red flags, white or green or whatever color that, you know, is not red. And (laughs) we we rationalize it and be like, oh, I can stick around for another three months or so. And then time sticks by. So And and it's a waste of your time and it's it's a waste of their time. And it only makes things more complicated. Absolutely. So I want to talk about how you meet uh, people now. So you put out there, you've, 
you've put yes. some work into manifesting your ideal partnerships now. Right. You have a filtering process. You put them yes. through the three-month ringer. And then if they make it out the other side, then they're candidates to stick around for good. But what, what's the process for actually finding new partners now? So right now it's COVID time. So it's a lot more challenging. And honestly, it's funny because this, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know about meeting people, but I feel like this is like the best time because now people don't have that. You can really gauge someone's true interest because they don't have that excuse of having 10,000 events, 10,000 different things to do, weddings or work commitments, because really so many of us are not doing those things anymore. So people have a little bit more free time on their hands. And if somebody doesn't have time for you during COVID, the reality is, then they're probably really not that interested because their schedule's not tied up. So I do feel like this is the ideal time to meet someone. And even if you're starting with just talking on the phone, FaceTiming, texting, and then going, if you feel comfortable going out on a date, apps are still it for me. I feel if you've been on one, they're all very similar. You start to see the same people on different apps. So I tend to not do that. I, I will stay on one app, maybe two at the most, but mostly one. And because for me, I've noticed, okay, you have Tinder, you have plenty of fish, you have the league, if you can get in the league, and then you have Bumble, there's Black for BLK, if you're Black, um, and you're looking for Black on Black love. So I personally like Bumble. I stay on Bumble because I feel like in my area, Bumble has more professionals on there more and they also have the verified button where they basically verify your face like real time so it's like a blue check mark so you know that person is who that person yeah. say they are like yeah. you don't have to worry about like that picture from 10 years ago yeah the catfish come and come and get you so yeah. Right on. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I love how you've dabbled in quite a few apps. So you have some, yeah, you just put your, put yourself out there and you just said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see what's out there. I'm going to experiment. I'm not going to let, you know, just, uh, I'm going to embrace what 2020 is and get out there and, and make lemonade out of all the, the lemons that the pandemic has given us. So I really like that attitude. Yeah. You have uh, to be open to trying. That's the other thing. You have to be open to trying something new. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where, Recently, I have even traveled to go see someone. And that's something that I would never done after going on a date in my area. And then they said, and it was a long distance. And they said, you know, would you ever feel comfortable coming out here? And at first I was like, no. And I was like, this is, I'm going to do something new. And I did it. And it was fine. It was wonderful. Very cool. All right. So final question as we're working towards wrapping up here. So on that note of trying something new and exciting, what is one thing that you're hoping to experience uh, now in the dating scene? What I'm hoping to experience is actually finding love. So that is something that I have not found yet. And I'm open for it. And I think I am ready for it. Very cool. And what would be your ideal catch? My ideal catch would be it would not be physical traits. It would definitely be someone who makes up 
kind. Kindness is very important to me. Um, someone who is caring and someone who puts me as a priority. Very cool. Laura, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, sharing your perspective and uh, really exciting for just your new journey and this new chapter in life. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.